Hello, and welcome to the BPL Podcast. My name is Josh, and in this episode, we're going to focus on local music by the band FOMO Deep. You're now listening to the song Bourbon Neat. This is a track from their latest record, Syzygy. FOMO Deep is rooted in the experimental school of the 70s, where jazz, soul, and funk meet. Seeking to defy the ordinary, this diverse trio keep things interesting with unpredictable musical energy that moves. Without further ado, my conversation with FOMO Deep. Well, again, thanks for being on the podcast. Um, can you just tell our listeners what your role is in FOMO Deep? Sure. Um, I'm Ron Holmes. I'm the bassist and band leader. Uh, started the band back in 2007. Cool. And you usually share the stage with two others. Two others. Right? Uh, these days, it's uh, Robert Mason on keys and Andre Scott on drums. Okay. And they weren't original members? Andre, Andre been with the band since 2009 okay okay cool and then the uh the band name FOMO Deep yeah (laughs) (laughs) I'll keep it uh PG okay sure (laughs) Um, being a I was I moved to uh, Los Angeles back in 1980 okay and uh, some of the things that are drastically different there of course is that when police go to someone's house in Moss, they have four or five cops in each car, and somebody would say they riding four bleat deep, uh, which means they about to they about to tear it up or you know I didn't really care they weren't coming over to my house so right. I hope and uh, I thought it was a funny name it probably wasn't the smartest thing because I stylize it all lowercase and then there's there's slashes between yeah, the two. Yeah. Radio hates it. Yeah. They'll put it any way they want sometimes. Sometimes they ask, but yeah. most often they just don't capitalize everything, whatever. That's funny. Um, I don't really worry about it that much because, you know, <laughs> but like I said, we're not that huge of a, of a band that we'll have to yeah. stick to uh, specific trademarks or whatever. So uh, yeah. I'm just happy they're playing us. So yeah. I don't really get into it. That's cool. That's cool. But they do ask, and uh, some of the smooth jazz stations, uh, which are funny, they're like, um, for the sake of not getting too political, they're more on the right side of things. Sure. So uh, when you tell them that, they look at you really funny. I said, "Oh, okay," <laughs> but they, they still play it. So I'm, I'm not going. I don't mention it after. Yeah. <laughs> That's really funny. Your latest album, Syzygy. 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 Mm-hmm. It's um, a mix of original music and covers Mm -hmm. of other songs and the covers are from all different eras and genres you know you have a michael jackson cover from from the album thriller which i actually (laughs) it it threw me for a little because it's not it's not like you know billy jean or it's not thriller you know it's the last track on the album i I, you know i kind of forgot about it and then you all you also have a couple john coltrane tunes on there too can you talk about what goes into deciding what songs to cover, and kind of how you weave them into your original material. Yeah. Um, Giant Steps and uh, Naima, mm-hmm. which is two of the Coltrane cuts. We actually recorded those on our um, first and second CDs. Uh, jo- jo- uh, 
Giant Steps was rearranged by Dr. Michael Gokey here in town. He used to play with, he was a trombonist. Okay. And uh, he used to play when he rearranged it. It's a great, funkier, upbeat version of yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. And uh, Naima, we kind of changed it over time. So we, what we did was play uh, on the last CD was to play it the way we play it now. As as you and if you listen to it on their on the feature uh, previous CDs, they're you know pretty different in a sense. Especially we also don't have a horn now, mm-hmm. uh, which I miss sometimes. I miss percussion sometimes. Uh, but uh, so we, we played it differently. We attack it differently, and we played it. We actually rearranged Aima at the end. Come to think of it, yeah. Um, so we we wanted to add that the way we do it now. It's an updated arrangement of how we do it now. So um, you kind of see it evolve. With yeah, it the evolve. Group. Yeah, and I'm sure that you know probably evolves more, or other tunes will evolve. Yeah. The the beauty of it is allowing it to evolve. Yeah. Um, we're not like a pop band or 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 smooth jazz band where we, it's like this, yeah. which is like uh, instrumental R and B or pop. It's very popular, but to hear it the same way all the time would you know be boring. Yeah. But we're also not straight ahead or avant garde really either. Yeah. Although we all played it, we and we kind of touch smooth jazz in some ways. We just don't play it that way. Mm-hmm. Uh, nothing wrong with it. That just doesn't move me that way. Yeah. So, um, you know, you, we can, you can come and see us on a Tuesday and a Wednesday and a Thursday. We can literally play it three different ways each time, mm-hmm. uh, slight variations. And that's how we're feeling at the moment. You know, mm-hmm. uh, Robert on keys could be hitting it completely mm-hmm. different because he's feeling, you know, one way. And Andre could be busier on one day than another. And, and, uh, and, and even myself, I'll solo on it differently than, than I'll, you know, I might start it the same, but who knows where it's going to go after that. Yeah. So it, the thing is to allow it to evolve every time you perform it. And uh, some songs we uh, took as covers, we usually rearrange them anyway. If we're going to play it just like the original, we could just play the person's music that we're <laughs> yeah. covering. So yeah, yeah, yeah. if you're going to covet something, it's good to covet it and make it yours. And uh, uh, like I said, it'd be useless to just be a karaoke band and play mm-hmm. it just like them. Um, especially when you mess with Coltrane and thing like that, the old folks or the old thinking folks, I should say, because they are different. <laughs> I mean, if, if Coltrane or people around that time saw what we were doing, they would say, don't do it like us. They may like or dislike the way we do it now, but they would say, don't do it like we did. We already did that. Do something else with it. Yeah. And that's kind of where I look at it. We do pop tunes the same way. Everybody rules the world, uh, mm-hmm. a thousand miles, for instance, drastically different than the original. And it's not that necessarily we're trying to be different. It's just how it comes out of it's different. Yeah. Sure, we could play it like the original, but that wouldn't be who we are. That's that'd be a, that's if she was backing us up, if we were backing her up, yeah. and she sung it. Yeah, we'll have to do it in the key because we changed the key and everything. Yeah, we'll have to do it in her key and in the way she does it. And that's nothing wrong with that. It's just that in this uh, concept of FOMO D, uh, we do it the way we feel it. And how much is that a, a, a collaborative process between the three of you that you like actively decide before you play it? Hey, we're going to do it in this different key and I want this kind of feel? Or is it kind of somebody brings a tune in and you guys kind of 
you know, for lack of a better word, just kind of jam it out mm-hmm. and kind of uh, see your way out through the music? Oh, yeah. It, it depends. Okay. Um, some songs, uh, especially like a lot of the songs on our um, second CD, A Beautiful Bay, I pretty much had a hand in each, <laughs> almost yeah. each note in that song. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, that in that CD release. And then others, I backed up a little bit. I may still produce it. I may mix, you know, help mix it, et cetera. But I let other folks tell me how they wanted to feel or just show me. They don't mm-hmm. have to tell me. Hey, they can just play it. Yeah. And, uh, um, and like myself, I'll play lines on it. I don't like it. I'll change it. Um, those, those are, I, I like that too because that shows more them uh, talking in it than just me. Yeah. Um, same thing with the last CD, which is, in one hand, it's easier to do a, a trio uh, CD, which is our first one we did as a trio. Mm. But another, it's harder because you got so much room now. But you also don't want to use up all the room with sound. Mm. Sometimes that silence between all of us is perfect. Yeah. And you don't want to mess it up. So now, how do, you, how, how do you, you know, because you have two other members. Yes. And it, you know, when you improvise, you kind of like, Tell them, okay, this is your time to, to you know, be you, mm-hmm. right? But is there ever a moment in, in rehearsal or on stage or something like that where someone's being them and they're not letting that kind of space happen and you have to be like, you know, calm <laughs> down or, or tell them, like, we need to ramp it up? Or is it, again, just a feel thing and experience yeah. thing with the group? There are some basic rules uh, for this format. And that rule is... We start here. If we're going to start mellowing, and it needs to build up to a crescendo. Okay. Breakdown. I'm from the 60s and 70s. That breakdown, that's, that's my thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, they don't always look at it that way, but it's okay because if we're playing live and they're smoking, um, we let them keep playing. You just ride we that just, wave. Yeah, We ride it. Yeah, yeah. 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 We try to re- interact with each other. Uh, I don't want to – I didn't want um, – especially in this format, for me to say, okay, you had your 20 bars, 16 bars, whatever, uh, let's move on. Yeah. No, if, if they're feeling it and, and you're feeling it with them, let it go. Yeah. The song doesn't have to be five minutes each time you play it. We have songs that, that are five minutes on the CD, but we play it live, you don't know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you don't know. It's like, okay, I, I, I dig that. That was yeah. smoking. And at the end, we'll look at each other and smile. Yeah. That was fun. Yeah. And that's what, really what it's all about. Uh, you're not going to get rich in this business. Uh, at least I'm not. And maybe if I was in my 20s, I had one promoter tell me once, uh, uh, if you guys were in like your 20s with six packs, I could get you playing everywhere. <laughs> I said, well, use somebody else's uh, face. And body, and then when we get there, so we can just say it's an old picture. Yeah, right. You know, but, or you can uh, do a Millie Vanilli yeah. thing, you know? Oh, well, I don't want to get caught doing that. <laughs> That'd be embarrassing. Uh, which is another groovy thing, because yeah. when we go play live, the sound people will always ask, how many tracks are you using? Mm. And that means, how many tracks are we playing while we pantomime to it or play with it. Okay. And we'll look at them and say, we're not, we don't use any tracks. We yeah. play it. Good or bad, we're going to play it. Yeah, yeah. And they, they give us whatever we want. It's beautiful. 
it's it's like a, it's different when you play out of town than here. Here we're like a local band. Yeah. But you go to some other place like we play in Connecticut, uh, South by Southwest, and they treat you like they already know who you are because they know your music. Yeah. Uh, better than you do in some cases. Yeah. And that's cool. I mean, that's uh, there's nothing like it to go yeah. so, to go even here after a show and people come up and tell you they, they dig what you're doing or kids come up and. They thought about playing or they play and mm-hmm. um, there, there's nothing like it. I said, that's better than the money part because thank <laughs> God I got a day job, right? Yeah, right. I mean, there's right. a lot of musicians uh, that do music, you know, that's their main source of income. Yeah. And they don't have necessarily the luxury to be as um, loose with it as I do. Mm-hmm. Um and um, I understand that because I used to do it for a living. Yeah. And I don't want to do it for a living where I can't just play what I like playing. Mm-hmm. Um, so I have to respect them as well. Like Roberts makes most of his money uh, playing music. Yeah. So he does gigs like that pretty often. And then when he comes to play with us and, and uh, James Gators, another fantastic group that he, that he plays with. I mean, James Gators didn't look bad. Um, uh, he gets to cut loose a little bit. Yeah. You know, and then he can speak out. But, you know, it's because he can't do that at the wedding. You know, yeah. he can't do that at the corporate event necessarily. <laughs> Not going to be playing like a 20-minute version of Naima at yeah. a wedding, right? <laughs> no. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Not unless you're background music. And the way we do Naima, there's the, there's the original version. Part. Yeah. That's the first part of it. Then we go into a whole nother field. It turns into fusion. Mm. And uh, that just... Boom! Kicks it into high gear. Yeah, and no, that wouldn't go too well at a wedding. Not unless they're just there to listen to. You. Yeah, right. Maybe, right. You know, but not necessarily. Specific type of wedding <laughs> might dig it. Yeah, yeah <laughs> normally that's not what they want. Well, you know, in your in your bio, you you did mention that the band is kind of rooted in this experimental school of the seventies. Yes, and. Um, I feel like the 70s were a very interesting time for American music. Mm-hmm. I'll be reductionist here, but like like jazz was moving to fusion. Mm-hmm. Rock was kind of moving away from cookie cutter, oh, yeah. you know, uh, Beatles uh, sound. So so what, and, and there were other artists that were kind of melding these, like Stevie oh, yeah. Wonder or David yeah. Bowie or something. So Boyers, auto. What, what, what is it about the 70s? music that that makes you feel like it's a part of your roots it feels good yeah yeah that's that's the music i come from it's the uh the music that if it comes on the radio or for it's on my phone playing through the car i'll stop and listen to i want you from marvin Gaye. there's not many songs coming out now where i actually stop and want to listen to that there's been some examples uh alabama shakes for instance mm. they got a cut give me all your love yeah oh. Perfect. That's one of those cuts I think is perfect. Yeah. You don't have to do anything to it. And anybody else who will remake it, just like Marvin Gaye's I Want You, anybody else who remakes it screws it up. Yeah. Because they don't understand what makes that song that song. Well, what is it about the music that that um, maybe philosophically mm-hmm. the music is different? Like, is there something philosophically that's soul. different? Or is it it's soulful? It's soul. Okay. It gets right here stays right here no matter how many times you hear it um if they don't if you don't feel anything uh and different people get get different feelings from different music mm-hmm. uh, but me specifically i like the soul uh being in a band like i have here i got a keyboard player who can get pretty busy i have a drummer that's pretty busy 
but the bass stays in pocket. Mm. I keep, I keep, I keep where I'm going, and uh, that lives. That gives them room to breathe. I don't need room to breathe. I'm not that great a bass player. When I got, a, I'm not Jocko. Where I can just come up with bass lines that are so busy for a triple. Yeah, and I don't, yeah. you know, I don't even want to hear that. Right, right. I want to be back and letting them do their thing, yeah. and that bottom is sitting there. Create a foundation. So you, yeah, that foundation that people can bob their head to. Closed their eyes to. Yeah, I love that. You know, I went on a um, a kick, a Marvin Gaye kick, hmm. a couple months ago. Um, I, I was like, okay, I feel like I ha- haven't totally gotten through mm-hmm. all Marvin Gaye. So I was like, okay, I'm going to listen to him from start to finish. Yes, everything that he came out with, and um, it was it was like a, I mean, a masterclass in so much. Mm-hmm. One of which being kind of the production of Motown, because yes. because over his career, at Motown and he kind of peaked, mm-hmm. you know, at the at the same time, and um, and and plus James Jamerson mm-hmm. on bass, just like he he and Marvin Gaye, like what better duo yeah. is there? And, and that other guy, brain dead right now. Yeah, uh, had the big curly fro. Uh, he was bad. He played yeah. on I Want You. Mm-hmm. I mean, Marvin Gaye wasn't just here. He was doing protest music beautifully. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He did romance stuff beautifully. He did ballads, him and Tammy Durrell. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's, he, he's, all, he's in more than one spot. And that's how I grew up, grew up listening to music from people who didn't just play one type of thing. My favorite uh, artists were people who played lots of different types of genres mm. in their way. Yeah. Um, even Farmer Funkadelic, Grand Funk Railroad, Yes. Yeah. Uh, these are very progressive bands, Yes was. And uh, uh, I like people who took it and went here with it. Even though I'm not a big Beatles fan, I loved, one thing I loved about the Beatles is Every release was completely different than the other. Yeah. And they grew and they allowed themselves to grow. Yeah. And uh, I think that's what I like to hear more of, in my opinion. I don't want to hear 10 albums that you have with the same songs on it. Yeah. Right. Right. I heard that already. Let's hear something else. Yeah. Or rearrange the stuff you already done. I'd buy that. Yeah. Right. But uh, yeah, soul was, is the big thing. Mm-hmm. It has to have soul. Yeah. It has to have feeling to it that makes you, you know, you, your body just can't can't sit still. <laughs> yeah. No matter what speed you're playing. Yeah. yeah. No, that's great. That's great. So I want to play Maple Street for mm-hmm. our listeners. It has this really interesting introduction. Yes. Where the piano is kind of whirling around, yeah. but the groove between you and the drums really drive yeah. it into the tune. How did this tune come about? Well, um, uh, I listened to it on YouTube from uh, some artists, I'm brain dead at the moment, uh, their names are on it, and he played this tune live at a club, and I sat there and listened to it, and I said, ah, we should do this, but I don't want to do it exactly like this, but I sure would love to do this song. It was, it was a really good song. It does have that beginning. Mm-hmm. We do it a little harder edge than they do. Mm-hmm. When we play this song live, for instance, that beginning that you're talking about is even crazier. Okay. And there are people looking at you like, what? And then, boom, we hit that part where it goes into the rest of the song. Yeah, yeah. And it's like, you know, it's like somebody just took you off the cliff and threw you. <laughs> yeah. But you land okay, and it yeah, feels yeah. okay. Um, 
I like I like that. I like how we did the uh, the ending uh, mm-hmm. with the drum solo. Yeah, uh, Robert kicked butt on it. It was fun. It was one of my uh, halfway decent bass solos. And, uh, <laughs> well, I was going to say, you know, all three of you have your own distinct solos. Yes. In, in this song, so like, how do you decide? You know, this tune needs. I, everybody wants to play on this tune, yeah. or you know, we only want a drum solo on this tune. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. You know, do you decide that beforehand, or is it kind of in the moment, spur of the moment? Thing? It's a little of both, and it's, um, it's what the song feels it needs at okay. that time. Um, I'm a typical guy, even though I'm progressive. I'm a typical guy, meaning I don't really spend that much time thinking about it <laughs> and coming up with some some cool little answer for you. Yeah, yeah. I felt good. Yeah. Used to drive people crazy with that answer, answer, right? Yeah. And I'll go, well, it felt good. I, yeah. I don't know why. I just felt good. I mean, you can't you ex- you right. can't you expand on that a little bit? Yeah. No. No, it just felt good. That's <laughs> great. That's great. <laughs> Well, is there anything else you want to say about Maple Street before we take a I think a... Maple Street will do its uh, speaking for it. All right, yeah. let's take a listen. This is Maple Street by FOMO Deep. I'm very interested in the piano trio instrumentation and mm-hmm. kind of the jazz legacy that, oh, that yeah. follows it. Um, I'll kind of tell you what I hear and then you can maybe shift my point of view if you feel like I'm off. But, you know, although you guys don't swing, because that's kind of a relic of the past a little bit, there's a lot of similarities uh, between you and like maybe Bud Powell or Ahmad Jamal or Oscar mm-hmm. Peterson, where the instrumentation is obviously the same. There's improvisation, the structure of the music, where it's kind of like maybe you play the melody and then you improvise and yes. you go back to a melody. Mm-hmm. Um, and you're playing f- familiar, popular songs that, that yes. people know. Um, I can hear that it's a generation or so removed, but it makes me feel like you're kind of carrying the torch. Do you do you feel that way? I don't think of it that way, okay. but... Um, I still believe in that concept of don't do what we did. 
take it somewhere else. Mm-hmm. And there's some artists out there doing just that. I mean, uh, Robert Glasper is a perfect example. Yeah. This cat can play swing. This cat can play straight ahead. Mm-hmm. He can play fusion. He can play most of the stuff he does as a group group is Neil Soul, mm-hmm. poet kind of thing. But he takes a lot of those songs and he records these cool little trio versions of the song. Mm-hmm. And uh, we thought, uh, yeah, we could play those you know, same kind of songs as a trio. Yes, like I said, I miss horn sometimes. I'm not going to lie. I miss percussion sometimes. I miss having a horn section sometimes. Mm-hmm. But I can still record that, right? And then when I go play it live, I'll play it as a trio. Yeah, It's economically more viable than taking yes. nine people up on the stage. Yes. But at the same time, we can still express ourselves with these horns and percussion as well. But this last CD, we, we recorded it as a trio. We didn't get anybody else in. We thought about it. And then we said, well, if we're going to do it as a trio, we're going to do it as a trio. So you, so for your next album, it seems like you kind of have a, a bucket list of like, I want to do this and I want to do this. Yes. So you... Do you, do you plan out your your albums like that? Like, okay, I, this I, next one you want a horn. Yeah, yeah, definitely going to be some horns in it. Um, planning. <laughs> I planned on kinds of sounds that I want, but I'll let the music tell me, kind. I know that sounds corny as hell, and, and but uh, it's one of those things where the music will tell me what what I should do with it or what I not should you know. So you so you maybe have a a co- some material yes and ready to go and you're like you know what this needs horns oh, it needs know? percussion it needs percussion needs a vocal yeah yeah we yeah. should do more of that that's yeah. something we only did on one CD we had uh, uh, two songs with vocals and although they didn't weren't really lyrics per se they were pretty background. But uh, I love the I love to expand on that. Mm. Yeah. Well, and you you mentioned protest music a couple of times. Mm-hmm. I feel like it would be hard to have protest music that's instrumental. Um, you know, unless your titles, yeah, the of, title, of the tracks, yeah, or title. you know, maybe there's a there's a like the good old days having the vinyl sleeve, yeah. you know, that comes out that has like all the lyrics or something on yeah, it, you yeah. know, a statement. Uh, all those old jazz yeah. records have like some writing about the artist, yeah. you know, on them. Or why they made it. Or yeah. why they made it. Yeah, exactly. It could so, be done, but... Do you think uh, you would have a vocalist and to do something like that? I would do both. Okay. Definitely do both. You yeah. can definitely write pain instrumentally. Mm. You can write happiness instrumentally. So, yes, you can put a protest song to instrumental, but there are songs that need to be spoken word or, or, or expressed. So I like to do both, mm-hmm. actually. What are some great albums, books, music that you're loving right now? Man, there's so many. Yeah, it's a lot. You know, it's hard. You know, I get asked... Uh, whether it's you know my wife when we heard her start starting dating or other friends, what's your, what are your favorite artists? And I say, all of them, maybe <laughs> you know. We're um, in an era now too where every Friday new music gets released, and yeah. it's so much. Or Tuesday on the radio. Yeah, Tuesday. <laughs> it used to be Tuesday back in the day. Yeah. Uh, and um, I just get this dump of music in my phone on Friday, yeah. and it's all. Really good, yes. really high quality stuff. Yes. Uh, it's it's daunting. 
uh, I would imagine. I mean, some days you'll ask me and I can give you these many folks. And yeah. I got these many folks later. And then, you know, another day is these folks. Yeah. Um, I try not to listen to it to, to think it's going to be the best thing I've heard. Yeah. I listen to it. And if it moves me, groovy. And if it don't, groovy. Yeah. You know, because... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, there's so much. There's so much out there. So many great. And one thing I learned about being on Facebook and MySpace before that, yeah. uh, I've met so many musicians around the world, just like us, right? And some of these artists blow your mind. They should be superstars, you're <laughs> yeah. thinking. And there'd be, you know, a young lady on bass that plays bass like Jocko, but nobody's heard of her, yeah. you know? But I'm listening to her, you know? She's listening to us, and then we share... With people we know, yeah. Uh, there's so many beautiful artists out there, yeah. and I think the biggest thing is to get away from the radio, get away from uh, your package playlist, and open it up by just saying this genre and a mix of this genre, and then every other day you're going to hear some amazing music from some amazing people mm-hmm. all around the world, mm-hmm. and you should keep doing that. Yeah. Right, you don't want to just listen to this box for your rest of your life, uh, or anywhere. You're not going to learn anything or hear anything new. You're going to have the same people telling you the same thing the same way, mm-hmm. which is why we record the way we do. We have all these genres mixed on the same CD. Yeah. Drives radio nuts. I don't care. <laughs> it's not like it'll make me a, a superstar or anything. You know, yeah. it's not like I said. Well, if you do this and this, you'll be a millionaire tomorrow. Okay, I'll do it once because I like to have that million dollars. But after that, I don't want to do it anymore. A million dollars is all I need at my age. So, yeah, just open it up. Open your playlist up. There's there's a ridiculous amount of artists out there. It's crazy. And I talk to a lot of them, like uh, friends. You know, I consider them friends. We've been talking since I started this thing. Mm -hmm. And, they, you know, we we got a chance to meet one when we played at South by Southwest. And even though we, we heard him, and he was badass, we went into an auditorium, just to give you an example. Yeah. And during South by Southwest, they had all this going on all the time. And me and Andre walked into this auditorium just to chill. And there was three young ladies from Japan there, dressed up in the stereotypical short-dressed schoolgirl outfits, mm. chilling. I mean, they were killing. They were playing pop music, but they did it their way, and they mm-hmm. were a trio. Killing. We watched their whole show. Yeah. We had to meet them. So who are you guys? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, they were amazing. I yeah. mean, I, I'm sitting there going, we got to practice, because woohoo, <laughs> these young ladies are killing. I mean, there was a lot of artists like that, yeah. out there like that, all trying to get heard some kind of way. And... Uh, Go out and hear them. Thank you for tuning into the BPL podcast today. I hope you enjoyed. For the latest info about FOMO Deep, go to the website at FOMODeep.com. We're at the handle FOMO Deep on all major social media platforms. To find out more about the Bexley Public Library, including upcoming events, visit our website, BexleyLibrary.org or the handle Bexley Library across all social media platforms. If you like what you heard, please help us grow by telling a friend. Rate us five stars and leave us a review on Apple Podcasts. 
If you have any comments, questions, or suggestions of other great local music to highlight, please email me at podcast at bexleylibrary.org. Thank you. Yeah.